Okay, Michelle, if you can get really artsy and paint something, anything, what would your medium of choice be? Hmm, let me think for a second. I think watercolor for sure. Oh, fun fact. Our grandma was actually quite the watercolorist. But you know, I kind of want to be like Demi from Ghost and try some pottery. Of course you do. I don't know (laughs) if they have that there. Anyway, she really was, Lauren, and I have a Christmas piece she created. I always sort of wished I could paint just like our grandma. How nice, Michelle. I know. But also, you can paint like her. No, this is what you got to do. Go spend some time at our town's best-kept secret, the LaGrange Art League, for some local shopping where you can take in some art and even take a class if you're so inclined. Now, this is a great idea, Lauren. I know right three cheers for trying new things and creating new experiences with the ones you love or even by yourself i was gonna say and the ones you don't love uh (laughs) whether you are looking to explore your inner artist or you simply want to spend some quality time with your mom or a friend the lagrange art league offers an array of classes for you to dip your toes in and your brushes Go ahead and check out lagrangeartleague.org for all of the classes and offerings. Oh, and be sure to mention the sister project during registration for the reduced member rate. Happy painting. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. I'm Lauren. And I'm Michelle. And we're so excited you stopped by for a visit. Come on in. Yeah, make yourself at home. We're two Midwestern sisters who love a good old-fashioned conversation and enjoy sharing our life experiences with one another and you. Consider this your one-stop shop for cozy, mindful well-being, along with some entertainment and lots of wheezy laughing. Oh, you bet there'll be a lot of that going around. (laughs) Our goal is to live our coziest life and inspire you to do the same because the truth is, we think it's good for your mind and your body. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, let's get cozy. Hey, you guys, welcome back to Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. I am your host, Lauren, joined by my sister and co-host, Michelle. Michelle, how are you doing today? I'm so good. I am so good because I cannot wait to share the conversation we just had with our listeners. Yeah, we were joined by Parker McKay. She's a singer-songwriter. She's a Northeast native. Um, Many of you may have seen her, actually, on NBC's hit show, The Voice. She was paired with Kelly Clarkson. That mm. was her coach. I believe she turned her chair to her. Yeah, only Turner. Is that the? Is That's that a big deal. That I was like, I watched the YouTube. I didn't see it when she was on. Yeah, you know, for real. But I was watching some YouTube's prepping for this, and I was like, Oh my God, what's gonna happen? And right. then Kelly, and then Kelly turns, and then you get a robe. I mean, it's a whole big. You get thing. a robe. Yeah, she gives you like a. It's like a. It's like a Kelly Clarkson like silk kind of like. Okay. You are my teammate. Does every judge or does every coach give a robe or does every coach give something else do we know no not every coach gives something oh this no is it's kind of kelly's thing had no idea oh, well that's because you and i don't watch the same thing <laughs> so parker joined us on the conversation um well we, you know here's the deal with parker besides being an extraordinarily talented singer songwriter she also her mother passed away from the same um dementia that our mom did yeah. ftd and so through our friend over at the Remember Me podcast, who also chatted with her on their podcast, um, we made the connection with Parker and Parker was kind enough to join us on mm. our podcast because that's what you do in this community. Yeah. You raise awareness for the shittiest disease ever so that, um, you know, the more word, people know about yes, it. Yes. Yeah. And more research and awareness and understanding. And Parker was a wonderful wonderful conversation she was i mean let's be honest we talked about ftd but we also talked about so, so much more than just many that things. yeah you know you get you get that commonality thing out of the way you've got like yeah. how are we as humans connected yeah. oh that's the shittiest situation to be in i'm sorry you went through it same ditto and then we just explored and then lord so much with her yeah we learned like other ways we are totally connected yeah. i mean she's like i feel like a midwestern girl i know i'm heart. really I'm really trying to encourage her to move to Chicago because we liked her so much. We're like, can we hang out? And she's actually, you know what? I'm going to let yeah, her save, save it. tell you guys what she's actually about to do. But this is just one of those conversations where it's like just dropping in like usual and a couple girlfriends just sitting and have, you know, a beautiful, in-depth and fun convo. So we really hope you enjoy this conversation with Parker. Parker, thank you so much for joining us here at the Sister Project at Cozy Conversations. You guys, we're going to link all of her things below. So check her out, give her a follow on Instagram and keep up and you are going to be really excited to see what Parker McKay is up to in the future. Enjoy the conversation. 
Um, first of all, we're so happy for you to join us. I know Michelle caught wind that you talked to our good friends over at Remember Me, mm-hmm. um, Maria and Rachel. So we're like, uh, can you do us an intro? <laughs> yeah, they're the best. I felt like I've known them forever. That's how they uh, are. They yeah. are two of the sweetest. Yeah, really, really warm and sweet and kind. Yeah. They are warm, sweet, and kind. And, you know, we might as well just dive into this first portion of the conversation, seeing as though between the three of us and between our friends, Maria and Rachel over at um, Remember Me Podcast, we have the most depressing thing in common. Um, So I feel like we Hmm. might as well just dive into this and then we'll go into the more fun stuff afterwards. Um, But this is really, Michelle, of course, is a singer and she is inspired by singers. So that was part of us wanting to talk to you. And then of course, all of us, well, one of the girls, Maria's is her, it's her mom, but Rachel, it's her father, your mom, our mom all have passed from FTD, Yeah, which is, and I'm so sorry for your loss. Thanks you guys too. Thank you. Thank you. And as we've discussed plenty of times on our podcast and on our blog, that loss is like the longest loss in the entire freaking world. Yeah, it really is. It's definitely not, um, they get sick and they pass away. It's like, they are quite, we're losing them quite before then. And then, um, they, we lose them again. It's mm-hmm. like a double griefing sex, um, session. When are you going? Yeah. yeah. And also like, you know, we're young, you're younger than us. And to go through this experience when this unnatural experience of taking care of your parent, when they are the ones always taking care of us. It's, it's jarring. Yeah. How is super disorienting? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was 29 and I just never like I've had, I've a ton of my close friends have lost a parent. Um, and so I, you know, I've seen that firsthand a lot and I just never, ever thought it would happen to me for many different reasons. I, my mom and I were just obsessed with each other and, she was always super healthy and super full of life. And there, you know, it was just like, so I never, I can't put into words how odd it is. To me. And it's, especially it really is with FTD too, because like you said, our mom was relatively healthy. She didn't take the best care of her, you know, selfish. She was busy with five kids, but it's still one of those diseases where you're like, where the hell did this just come from? Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely shocking. Now, Parker, you were on the voice while you were, um, experiencing your mother's illness. Is that the, is that the right timeline? No, I went out like 29 days after she died you went out onto the voice wow. 29 yeah. days after she passed yeah. well then- and this is this is actually really interesting so i when i was in the casting process for the show i was starting to have to contend with the idea that i may have to go out while she was sick mm-hmm. and getting sicker and like already in assisted living and not assisted living a nursing home basically mm-hmm. oh, i don't know somewhere in the middle and um I was like, I remember being on a Zoom call with the show and they were explaining like what it was going to be like. And and I was sitting in my parents' office and my dad was outside the office window, like giving me a thumbs up outside the door. And I like held up a sign to him. I like wrote something on a piece of paper and I held it up to him. I was like, I can't go because I was just so afraid that she was going to die mm-hmm. or like or like she would lose the ability to speak while I was out there. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, you're going like there's no question, whatever. So anyway, I was wrestling with that every day. And then she passed like t- probably a month after that Zoom call and a month before I had to go out. Mm-hmm. And when I like zoom out and look at it, it is like a movie, which really helped me kind of package her death mm-hmm. because I got to like, she passed, which gave me the clear to go out. And then I got to go out and be surrounded by a bunch of people who were like amazing and who are having this incredible time and this really special thing we all got to do together. And it was like, she was able to say, okay, go, go into this next chapter without any hesitation, sort of without, without like those strings attached, different yeah. strings, but yeah. not those. I yeah. have a question. Did you ever take the stage? Has there been a moment throughout, like certainly for me, where I would be up there wishing my mom could see me right now and 
get caught with a lump in my oh, yeah head. yeah absolutely not on the show thank goodness but mm -hmm. yeah definitely especially when I play like songwriter stuff here mm -hmm. um, that's a lot more intimate and I definitely get choked Overcome, up yeah. yeah yeah but the show was I mean, I can't even tell you <laughs> the range of emotions I was feeling when I went tell, out. Tell and, me, tell me. Oh my God. So I knew I was the last, I knew there was only one spot left on the teams. And so, you know, there was a, way less of a chance for me to get on a team than anybody else. And, you know, you've been at the show prepping and it's a long process. You've done all this paperwork, you've done all these meetings, you know, all that stuff. And I was the like the last person and I'm going out there like after just all of this prep and yeah it's so scary you have one shot to do it you don't get to do it again and girl it, you're just losing your mind already and then you know I'm sitting there thinking how cruel is it that I have to do this without my mom but at the same mm -hmm. time like I have to do this for my mom and I just I mean, I was so close to collapsing before I went out. Just, it's just oh, such a I have anxiety listening to the story. Yeah. Oh. Listen, I didn't go on the the, the voice <laughs> stage, but the first time I went on stage was we were trying to figure it out maybe five years ago or six, maybe. I thought I was going to die. I was driving to the shithole bar that we were going to play at and for 22 people. And I thought I was going to die of an actual, it felt like there was an elephant standing on my chest. Listen, yeah. I think it's fair. You guys can both suffer from severe anxiety, even though <laughs> the situations were exceptionally different. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, everybody has their own set of problems. Thanks, thanks guys. Thanks. Yeah, Appreciate I, it. Yeah. I'll be right. Parker, what do you do to like mellow yourself out? Do you have to have a conversation with yourself? Are we doing deep breathing techniques? Like what What's do you your do? Zen? Or are you just, are you like, fuck it. And you go out there and you just give it your all. Do the nerves drive you? I'm usually fuck it. Just go. Yeah. Good. I love yeah, that. You have to just, I mean, well, my fiance used to be a uh, com competitive classical guitarist, all, like all cool. around. The world. Yeah. And Sex. Always, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. He went to Yale for his yep. master's. Oh my! So annoying. What a so, babe! Um, Go get him. Get him on. Such a babe. Um, such a babe. So, <laughs> so uh, he's always just said, you know, like the nerves are always going to be there. It's what you do with them. So mm -hmm. I've been able to be aware of it because if you if you're trying to fight it, you're just really going to be in a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm able to take it and just use it as heightened senses. And I, I use it to just try to tap into my voice that much more and myself because I'm seeing myself above my body, basically. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so it, it, uh, no, there's no calming down. That no, you just go with it. You're centering, I, but it's not, you're still, you can't, you know, it's really hard the, to get your heart to slow down. It is. I try to meditate, you know, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to meditate before this gig. And I'm like, yeah. I can't even sit actually, still in this, my mind. There's this really incredible thing called the Wim Hof breathing method. Do oh, you guess, oh, my husband is a Wim oh. Hof, a student of Wim Hof. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yes. Have you guys done it? I've never done the breathing. My husband does it. It's dude. Are, do you what do is it? it? What do you yeah. do? What's your process? What is it? Well, okay. So I have, I've, I have chronic anxiety and I've taken medication for it almost my entire life. And another thing we all have in common yeah, well, or okay. did, I, I did. Mean, I think it's a bit huge problem for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, after my mom died, my thresholds were just changing so much what I could handle, what I couldn't handle different things that used to bother me don't new things do that sort of thing. And I just felt like I had no control over my emotions because um, so much was happening yeah, um, automatically inside me when my body trying to protect me, whatever. So I just wanted to just try to find something that would help level me out. And so I tried it one day and it is like a magic wand. It's, it just, it resets your whole nervous system basically. Mm -hmm. And if I do it every day, I don't have anxiety for the rest of the day. 
Can you talk a little bit about the technique? Yeah, Isn't it like a huffing kind of? No, it's, it's more like, um, it's more just like a full breath in, full breath out, full breath in, full breath like out. Fullest breath that. in, like the fullest. Yes. And then full out. So you're, you know, I definitely would tell people to do it at their discretion. Yes. Because um, you because can get a little dizzy from it. You can get dizzy. Yeah. And because you're just, you're not used to taking in that much oxygen, but it really gets the, the oxygen spreading throughout every extremity, every cell, you know, reaching into your body. Mm. And, um, and it just, you know, we hold so much tension in the places that we breathe into and from. So when you're doing that, you're releasing tension all over your body. And there's a whole other host of things happening that I probably wouldn't be able to explain properly. But it, it just makes you like you can feel your whole body being alive, almost that sensation gives you this heightened awareness that doesn't bring you anxiety, but actually just makes you feel, it's so weird just talking about it right now. I just got so calm. <laughs> because it, you're often, you're piling things on from the last day and the day before that and the day before that. And if you don't reset every once in a while- It's like break the cycle. Yeah, you're really asking for trouble. Yeah, it, it, it does just feel like you're hitting a reset button. Mm -hmm. Parker, when you're doing this breath, are you breathing into your lower part of the body or does he does he describe like, is it more like does. chesty it's or is like, it like belly? No, it's very quick. It's like, it's like chest, chest, belly, chest, belly out. So you're, you're like here, full out. Oh, I love yeah. it. And singers too, you, there's lots of brief funky things yeah. that you guys are doing to warm up before yeah. Yeah. breathing yes. stuff. And diaphragmatic breathing can just help you keep your core strong. Mm -hmm. And when your core is strong, then you're not having as many back issues. And it all sometimes can come down to something as simple as the breath for, for a lot of people, you know, we, we go to physical therapy for things that might be able to be fixed if we're just breathing properly. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I teach yoga and I was just listening to a podcast about, and I'm pregnant. I was listening to a podcast about pel pelvic floor mm -hmm. and it's all about breathing. There's breathing is basically the Good freest, sense. most it's free and everyone has access to it. It's just exactly. about tapping into how you can use it and manipulate, manipulate it in different ways to help your own self. Parker, do you, <laughs> Parker, do you practice the, um, ice plunge method of Wim Hof at all or no? No. Okay. I'm not. No, no. <laughs> I can't even really do the cold shower thing. I could probably, I want to work up to that one day, but I also don't want it's to hard. do that at all. That's hard for me. My, my husband, I almost said my boyfriend, which was odd, but he, we are married. <laughs> he, he does more of the ice plunging than he does of the breathing. He does some of the breathing techniques, but I will say in regards to immunity and anxiety, the ice, the cold polar plunges has helped greatly in that yeah. area for him as well. Yes. And now let's hear a word from our sponsor. As sisters and business partners, we have had our fair share of challenges that have left us feeling overwhelmed and ill-prepared. Right, like that time that you realized that mom never set up her estate. Yeah, just like that. And I don't ever want to repeat that with my own kids. Say, Michelle, hard stuff like estate planning and business startups come with a huge amount of responsibility and overwhelm. In fact, oftentimes acquiring a sense of peace and preparedness while navigating life's challenges can actually be really difficult without any guidance and support. It really can, and also the reason why everyone on planet earth needs an attorney at law like stephanie posey of posey law group llc in their back pocket stephanie offers empathetic legal advice and is as collaborative as she is entrepreneurial in spirit she also happens to look at estate planning like it is a love letter to mm -hmm. your family which is honestly a breath of fresh it air. is i love that whether you are taking a risk to crush your small business dreams selling a home or navigating the heartbreak and relief of life transitions while bravely facing big questions about your legacy Posey Law Group LLC is here to guide you through life's sometimes most overwhelming moments with grace and empathy. For more information on Stephanie Posey and Posey Law Group LLC, please visit www.poseylawgroup.com. And now back to our cozy conversation. Parker, before we dive into more about you, we wanted to just touch base one more time. By the way, I, I was diving deep into your, your Instagram handle and you and I have a good sense, a same sense of humor. Your stories were cracking me up. Some of the stories you were posting yesterday, like reposting, I was going to repost on my personal handle. Just love your yeah. sense of humor. <laughs> um, and then I went deeper into your handle and I was seeing videos between you and your mom. And I took some of the same types of videos, just connecting with my mom before she lost the ability to speak and it's so important to do that. I feel like regardless of the illness or even 
no illness, just those mm-hmm. video memories are so important. Um, but in regards to the one that I was watching it was so sweet between you and your mom, where you were telling her that you were on the show and I, she was telling you to go with Ariana mm-hmm. Grande. It was a very special moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you in those moments and now how is your grieving process going? How are, how are you about a year or is it two years out since your mother it's has almost, it's almost been a year, almost only just been a year. Wow. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm, I mean, I'm good. I, I'm starting to really freak out about the fact that it's been a year. Yeah. I have, I have very, I'm very narrative in my head. So for me to think about the story of it being one year already, that really trips me up. I don't like it because I'm just getting further and further away from yes. her. Yeah. Yes. The first year's <gasps> hard. The first year's yeah. hard. It's the year of all of the firsts exactly. without your mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's really yeah. hard. Well, and you want people to, not that you want sympathy or whatever, but you want people to understand that your pain stays the same. And the the longer of amount of time it's been since she's passed, I, I just want people to realize it's, it's always the same, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it's, sorry. yeah, no, I mean, it get and it gets easier, but I don't know. There's something weird in me that's gonna be freaked out to say like oh she died five years ago or mm-hmm. like it is weird. that's what you guys are because mm-hmm. it always feels like yesterday you know well what's weird too is that so are we going in three years yeah because mm-hmm. june our mom june died in 2019 and i'm starting to get this i it's very and i'm 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 one day we'll talk again in the future i'll connect with you and ask you how you're doing and you know, after this one year has passed and then you'll get to two years, I start to feel it. Like, I feel like it's in you. I feel like death is so monumental that it's on a cellular level. It's just with you. And now this is the time of the year. So our mom died on April 19th. Mm -hmm. So we're just less than a month out of the three-year anniversary. And I start to feel it. Like I feel I could smell it in the air, like the spring air, because it started to transition seasons. And I'm, I, I wonder, like, are you feeling anything? Are you starting to feel it? How, when will it be one year for your mother's passing? Um, April 29th, a day before her birthday. Yeah. And how old was she? 57. Yeah. Our mom was, was June diagnosed around? No, she was diagnosed at 63 mm. and died at 67, but she was very Shown, much so showing signs. symptoms prior to. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Do you anticipate how will you be with your family on the year anniversary? Do you have any sort of plan for this? Because I feel like these are big steps for us as humans to recognize. Mm. And, you know, everyone deals with it differently. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I'll probably be with my dad. It's it's so hard because that's also, you know, the next day is her birthday. And mm-hmm. then like four days after that is Mother's Day or something crazy. Yep, it's, a, it's, it's a, a lot. lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a doozy. Yeah. It is. A yeah. So I think, I think, um, I think a little less consciously I'm starting to feel like now that you say that I'm realizing that this past kind of week I've had like, sort of these little panic attacks about yeah. random things or thinking about her. Um, yeah, I mean, and you're so right. It is so cellular. Like sometimes I'll be fine for a week and then I'll get this, I'll, I'll just start getting grumpy or whatever. And I realize it's my body has just pushed it down for yeah. a while. And it's coming out and, yeah. Yeah. Very physical. Mm-hmm. And Parker, yeah. you mentioned something that I think is so important that Michelle and I've talked about a lot is that we do want people to remember like what we've been through, have dealing with the death of a loved one, especially someone as close and near as a mother or anyone for people that haven't been through it. It's really I feel like, did you ever find that it would make you almost angry if people didn't realize kind of like what you were going through, whether it was when your mother was sick or after she had passed or even up to this point, angry or like almost resentful, like, do you not realize that I've suffered this loss? Has anything like that come up for you? Yeah, I would say it's mostly just like frustration and not even at the person, just at the situation. situation. There's actually something really interesting about that. So, um, I remember when she was in the, her last days when she was in the hospital and only one of us could go in at a time. I'll call that. Stuff. Yeah. Um, I was sitting with my dad and my fiance at my dad's house watching TV. And I remember thinking I had this like pent up 
energy just moving through me that I didn't know what to do with. It was anger and frustration and confusion, all this stuff. And I was sitting there looking at our glass door to our, um, my dad's uh, like screened in deck porch thing. And I imagined myself going up and just punching it, which I'm not a violent person. I've never, I don't hit things out of anger, but I, in that moment, it just I imagined myself doing that. And then I thought, I really want to just get up there and go do that. And then I thought, well, no, if I did that, the glass would shatter and I would start bleeding everywhere. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, oh, but then everyone would know what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. In that moment, I realized why people wow. self-harm. Because uh -huh. you're, it, when you're hurting so much on the inside and you, there are no words for it, to have a physical display oh. of it makes other people understand how serious it is and how... how unexplainable it is um that mm -hmm. was a really interesting experience for yeah me. yeah because it, it, it's so frustrating to try to 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 try to show externally what's happening internally and it you often i mean you can't do it with words in this type of situation so that is profound thank you for bringing that up i've never even thought of that that yeah. it actually just like you said, now I, I, in that moment, I understand wow. I know, that and yeah. didn't, didn't before. Yeah. Yeah. That was a pretty crazy moment for me. Cause I had had friends in, in um, middle school and high school who had, you know, had some self-harm tendencies sure. and, and um, I never, I never understood it. And, you know, it's a thing for a lot of people, any, and, and that not just self-harm in a physical sense, but, you know, just acting out things like that where you just you want someone to see you so out of control because you want to be taken care of and you want maybe you don't want to say it or yeah or you or can't kind say of it. feel you can't it say or you it. can't yeah. say it yeah wow I've never thought about it mm -mm. that way <laughs> I'm honestly I, I I've been a little emotional this week I'm literally on the verge of tears with this conversation mm -hmm. I just it's so fresh for you and I remember yep. that moment so well and my heart goes out to you I want to ask you, how are you remembering your mom since she's passed? Like my, I love to cook my mom's things. Are there little things that you do along or have done along the way to kind of honor her? Um, I, I think, I think the biggest <laughs> thing question. for me has been to just live like her. Mm -hmm. Like my mom was feisty and very, um, fearless mm -hmm. like like when she and my dad moved to new hampshire they were buying this house that they didn't know if they could afford it was it was out of their budget and my, my at a showing and my dad pulled my mom aside and was like tracy we we can get this house but if something goes wrong it's it's not it's not going to be good. And my dad was trying to be the voice of reason. And my mom looked at me and she goes, sign the papers. She was ready to go anytime. And so, you know, I'm going through some massive transitions right now. And when I say some, and I mean a billion. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm just trying to go into it with the sense of adventure because that's how she was. Um, great attitude. Yeah, yeah. And it's, way, it's a great way to keep her in you. Mm -hmm. I, I know, right? And it's so because yeah, I, I don't have like, I don't have a ton of videos of her when she was my best friend. I have a bunch of videos from her of her when she was sick, which I still and, watch all the time. But, I know it's such a hard thing. Just right next to me. So it never made sense to turn the camera on her. I don't know why like social media wasn't as big when we were still BFFs. And um, <laughs> so yeah. And, and I, you know, I have like, I have jewel, like my engagement ring is her, was her ring. Oh, her, so awesome. it's her, so that was her engagement ring. Yeah. Oh, Stunning. that's beautiful. Thank you guys. That's what so is, special. What is the cut of that? Is it, tri it's, not it's called a trillion. Yeah. Pretty. Oh, oh that's I really love cool. That. And I love that it was hers and you're wearing it. I've got my mom's wedding band on. Yeah. My mom died. Out. I got an old, like a, like a, Chiminea for the backyard. It's a, yeah, the outdoor chimney. Yeah, I got an outdoor chimney. You got. The I'm stuff. joking. I'm joking. I just like to play that card. I, um, I yeah, it's great because it's so it was recycled. It's 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 free and it's special. And it's, so. it's I know. Hello, sentiment. That's I the know. most yeah. important. Yeah, and I have like, I have some of her bracelets, and I just wear her jewelry. I don't know. I have like this. She had this little mom and daughter pendant and I wear that. And Love that. And yeah, you feel, con you feel like you're constantly connected. 100%. Yeah. That's, they yeah. wore that 
it touched them. That's how I feel about mom's wedding band. Like I, yeah. when I wear it and some days I'll be honest, some days I don't always, some, there's some days where this might sound odd that I don't want to wear it. I want to wear obviously my engagement ring with it, but, and there's some days that I need to wear it. Like when I was going through IVF and my acupuncturist was like, where are the, all the goals you have? Because gold attracts babies. So I wore my, all my mom's gold. It worked. It worked yeah. the third time. Congratulations. By Thank you. Yeah. But like, I feel like the jewelry really, and I think it's so personal because it was on, it was skin, like on their skin, the warmth of their body it's touched so, it. The, it's crazy. Like the, you know, I didn't know I had seen my grandma die before. I had never experienced a loss as close as the loss of our mom. You do kind of crazy things too. I mean, I slept the night that she died, the blanket that she was under. I yeah. slept in it. Oh, for sure. I, I yeah. rolled, I, have, I wrapped myself. In I it. have her death, like a death quilt underneath my pillow every night, just still there. Yeah. So yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I, I did all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I slept with her sweaters that's like yeah. been washed because I just wanted to smell oh. her. And yeah, I, when she died too, um, I, I don't believe in an afterlife. And I think that I don't think you go anywhere. I think you just cease to have consciousness basically. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, but on the off chance for me that something okay. would happen when she was dying, I put this, she had this little like guardian angel, um, like, I don't know how to describe it, a coin, I guess you would say. And she had it for her parents and she just kind of kept it in her bathroom on her counter on her vanity and I it was just the perfect size and I took it the day she was dying and I held it between her hand and my hand like as she took her last breath mm, wow like I, and I just said like if any I whispered her I was like if any part of you goes anywhere please go here right yeah so I have that which Where is you cool. have it um well <laughs> I keep it in my wallet like in I, that's a I would pouch keep it. because then it's with me and that's safe and yeah that's super cool yeah and it, it, at the very least I just know that she it touched it I don't know it's something you know it that's the whole that's the whole human experience we're just exactly. trying to find something that Being, means a little something yeah. yeah and if we can transfer our parents souls into things and carry them around with us yeah I say that that's what we should do I'm just here to say that I didn't transfer it, but my mom did. And she comes in the form of a cardinal, a little plump female cardinal every single day, almost every single day. My friend was here to witness it for coffee. One morning I was sitting at my desk. There's a window at the other end of my kitchen and I hear the knock. It's a pecking for real. The nut. No, it's a peck. The beak pecks. And I'm like, oh, that's, she's like, wait, what is that? And I'm like, oh, that's my mom. And And she's like, (laughs) what are you talking about? I'm like, no, no, no. That's, that's, I'm like, is it a female cardinal on the pear tree outside my window? She's like, "Uh uh-huh. I'm like, it's going to come and do that like four or five more times. And this is coming from a woman, my sister who like for two years was like, no signs, no signs from June was like, give me something. I was dreaming about my mom. And she's like, did mom hate me? I was like, (laughs) I did literally did everything for her. What, what can I just get a small sign? So now I have, she, I'm like, Oh, Hey mom, just having coffee. And it's like this daily thing. And I'm like, it's that reminder. And, you know, maybe she's not even in that bird, but that bird is her. It's that reminder, you know? And I'm like, I was, Um, so my mom's, my mom's parents were cardinals for her. The cardinals and are very special. Because of that month, when my dad sees them, he goes, There's your mom. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, it's um, bumblebees because oh. I, my fiance and I, <laughs> my fiance and I rehabbed a bumblebee one time. What do you mean? How what you are you that? talking? Did more. you put a cast Please on its wing? Everything about yeah. what you did with that bumblebee. <laughs> I thought you were saying like, I mean, you dressed up I'm, as bumblebees. I for am all about the bumblebee colonies growing right. and not. So I'm so here what for did this. You do? Tell Let us- me tell this story real quick. This is, a, <laughs> I, this is a good story for many, many reasons. So I came home one day, very late at night, maybe like 1030. I had just gone to an event and my fiance goes, there's a bumblebee outside. And it was, it was, I think one of the dogs got it and it, it was stunned. He looked it up. It's called stunned when they're not, they're not moving, but they're alive, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I go outside and he goes, I made it some, some. Stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> I made it some. 
uh what why i cannot speak today some nectar with sugar and water oh, i love that he did that it says i know like tiny oh, bottle. i would marry him too but <laughs> absolutely um yeah broke my heart into a billion pieces right there he goes i made some nectar on this plate outside and i went outside and the bee had fallen over into the nectar so then it was just kind of stuck there mm -hmm. in the in the in the in the sticky juice sticky juice yeah so i said well let's bring it <laughs> let's bring it inside and i'll try to i'll try to quickly dunk it in some warm ish water oh, wow, and hopefully wow. that'll melt it off so i i dunked the little bee and then okay. put it on a paper towel so that it would dry off immediately and i took a paper towel and i just very gently oh. you know and i got all the stickiness off of her she started kind of you know going like this with her wings like cleaning herself off a little bit and then we gave her some more sugar water and she started bouncing her butt a little bit which means they're getting energy but then she was really tired again so we kept her in the garage for the night with some of uh, some nectar that she couldn't roll in we like put um uh what's a barrier it? Paper towel. <laughs> don't worry i do i provide lauren words for, for her words all the time. all the time so i went out in the morning and and austin my fiance was like do you think she's gonna be okay and i was like i don't she probably didn't make it through the night we went out there she's she's there and we're at this point now where we're like we might have to we have to squash this bee because she wasn't she wasn't doing so great and he goes let me go get a flower and we'll put some more sh sugar water on it and see on a flower so so something that recognizes its environment oh my god bless yeah. him so he did that and she stuck her little tongue out and she started licking up Stop sugar it. water like crazy <laughs> and then he was like more more and she was doing more i have a video of her little tongue like going like this a little insane. weird long tongue out of her yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh -huh. And then her butt started bouncing a ton. And oh. she started going like this with her wings, like trying to spread everything out, get the juices flowing. And then all of a sudden, I heard, and her wings just started moving like crazy. And then they stopped. And then they started moving like crazy again. And she lifted off. And Austin goes, open the door. <laughs> open the door. And she flew out the front door. Your hero. That's so sweet. You, you need to turn it into like a children's book. Well, I was just I know. It reminded me of like a, of a like a cute cartoon. Like oh a my god! I know. It's I know. A, a, about humanity and like I, giving a shit about is, yeah, the planet. That is the cutest story I've ever heard. Wow! Thank you for doing that. So now, what's the connection between? Okay, so yep. I, we told my mom that story, and she just like couldn't get over it. So she started sending me B everything, like B oh. necklaces, B rings, B oh, earrings, that's so freaking cute, tea towels, like and B bees are hugs, so cute. Yeah, they are so cute. Love them. And um, and then when she died, I would be sitting out on the my patio, and I would just it, I probably just was noticing it more, but I would have bumblebees around me out there all the time, and I just say, Hey, mom. Even if you were just noticing it. it more, it does for me. I'm it. like, you are, it's, it's a reminder of your yeah. mom and that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. Parker, you mentioned a few things a couple moments back about big life transitions. I'm going to yeah. gather that grad school and getting married are two of them. Yeah. Well, the getting married thing, it feels like we're already married. So that okay. doesn't feel like that big of a shift. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that's certainly a big thing that's happening. And then, um, grad school and then we may be relocating okay you know i'm sort of shifting my focus right now to to being a therapist in training um you know i'm going to be ecological therapist forever what'd you say what kind of therapist like a psychotherapist psychotherapist yeah, yeah. and so is this what you're going to northwestern for correct yeah I'm so That's excited for you congratulations <laughs> thank is you is that a wildcat is that what they are wildcat yeah right <laughs> yeah it's one of the first cool mascots I've ever had because my high school was a, a, a blue hawk, which is mine was a fryer. What's a blue hawk? Do you know what a fryer is? Wait, did you go to Providence? Or it was Fenwick. Fenwick High School. It's it's oh, oh high school. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, fryers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a priest. It's a monk. And one of my colleges was a narwhal. A narwhal. Oh, a narwhal. That's a great one. I, I know. Love I kind of love it now. Yeah, yeah. It's just it, you know I always wanted something a little. Menacing. Did you go to school in the North Pole? <laughs> it's like from Elf. <laughs> Bye, buddy. <laughs> Hope you find your dad. Yeah, I told you, it's got it all sense of sense, same sense of humor yeah. here. When you come and um, go to student orientation, we should all go out to lunch. <laughs> it's e school, unfortunately. Oh, 
<laughs> no, we are doing, we're, we get to do like um, an in-person immersive, which is really cool. Oh, in, well, if you ever want to meet us sisters, we'd love to take you out for a glass of wine or coffee. Love to. I would absolutely love to. Oh, Let's that'd be fun. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to be there at the end of April. So is this in, are you, you'll be in the city or will you be in Evanston? I'll be in Evanston. In Evanston. It's yeah. beautiful. There's yeah. a great brewery up there called Revolution Brewery. If oh wait, okay. no, it's Revolution, it's Temperance Brewery. I've great heard it's just a great you, place. Evanston's awesome. It is. Western's a wonderful school. Um, if we can, we have a few more minutes. We wanted to shift gears a little bit and talk about obviously music and singing and songwriting. Um, I think one of our first questions is who is your biggest musical influence? Who would you listen to, like, on repeat? Yeah, or who do as a, yeah. yeah. Or who are you listening I think, to? Yeah. You know, I think number one, probably as a child in my really formative music years, was probably Sheryl Crow. Oh, you, you're and a fan. I do, I do. I like her. A cool girl. Didn't you open up for her? Groovy. I, yeah, I did, like, a, a side stage thing in cool. New York at a, at a Sheryl Crow concert, yeah. Um, and she's just... It, there's a lot of good storytelling and it's really authentic and it's mm. cool and it's relaxed mm -hmm. and a lot of cool phrasing, great melodies, just kind of everything that works. And then, um, you know, Taylor Swift was huge when I was growing up and she's this genre spanning Titan and learned a lot from her. Yeah. Do you, you know, we um, have a local gal around here who may oh, yeah. be your neighbor in Nashville, but her name is Josie Dunn. Have you heard? Oh, yeah, her I know Josie. Circuit? Yeah, I mean, I don't know her personally, but I know her stuff. She's fantastic. Yeah. 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 A really cool family. Yeah. Super really artistic. Great. great songwriter. Great. So did you study songwriting? Is that, is there? Um, just by living in Nashville. Yeah. You just, you start doing it every day and you're really garbage at it at first. And then you're not. You know, that's kind of how it goes. You just do it every day for See? years and then you learn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So Kelly Clarkson was your coach on The Voice. Is that how they call Is that what they call it? The coach? Yeah. Like your coach? Uh, like, yeah, coach yeah. I need to know what was going through your head when all, I mean, you were running out of time, yeah. like, right. It was getting towards the end. Were you, what was going through your head when Kelly Clarkson turned her chair and was handed you a role? <gasps> It just felt like a relief, honestly. <laughs> yeah, right. The one word. Yeah, because you don't want to go all that way. And no, it's just it's a lot. Yeah. And and I, I also, you know, I just done all these interviews talking all about my mom and I just put myself through so much. And I was there, you know, it was only a month after she passed. And I just really wanted it all to work out and work out for her and be this mm. you know, kind of beautiful bow to this this story that I'd written with her since I was 15 when she drove me to my first American Idol audition. And yeah, so it was, it was just this nice little button on the story kind of beautiful package. What was the best bit of advice she gave you while you were there? You know, there was one time in our battle where at the end, and I, I know this, but I needed to hear it in this moment, you know, on the show, you're trying to, you, you only have so much time to impress, right. And you're trying to do so much, so quickly and you're, you're trying to come up with arrangements that are exciting and that are going to look good on tv and we had this kind of uh run that we were doing at the end of our battle and it was cool but it was just a lot and mm -hmm. she was like, just bring it back in just be like super intimate and like just do this one note here and just make people listen and that's always the answer it's to just simplify everything in life you know mm -hmm. and just draw people into the simplicity of something Oh, I love wow. that. It takes a lot of the pressure off. Wow. From a struggling old lady singer that I'm going to take that bit of advice and run with Seriously. it. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any advice or would that be the same piece of advice you would offer anyone like Michelle, who, you know, sometimes maybe get, catches the nerves to go up on stage or anyone and doesn't have to be singing, yeah. but anyone that has a dream that they want to follow, but might be hesitant or nervous. Yeah. I would just say, we're all hesitant and nervous all the time about everything. So just try to accept that fact first and then just go into it with a sense of adventure uh, because we're all going to be scared. We're all going to have imposter syndrome. That's how it goes because no one knows what they're doing. Even if you're fully trained in something, you're, you're still, you know, you're better off than someone else maybe, but you know, 
there's still just so many factors in this world that can interfere. So no one is, is positive of any outcome ever. So you're, you're just as well off as anybody else is and just have to, you know, I just think of it as like, I have one life to live. What am I going to regret not doing later? Mm-hmm. So, and, and then your nerves will start to subside. I think if you, if you approach things like that. Are, great piece of advice. are you sure you're not an 89 year old woman living <laughs> in the body of a 29 year old? Sometimes so I'll say stuff during a show that I'm like, I didn't, I didn't know I could articulate that in that way. So that's the Sometimes I'll, I'll go like, guys, should I start a cult? Like, uh-huh, yes. <laughs> are you going to go into like child therapy? Because I think that you would really connect with young people. My emphasis going into school is child and adolescent. therapy yeah I love the idea of working with especially you know kids in high school in particular um they're in they're on such the precipice of something so massive or potentially something really not good for them it's just the time where you're making a lot of important choices and and that's also the time when you're sort of pushing adults away because you think you know everything and often you just need someone who can connect with you on a really um, kind of youthful level and, and level with you, like, be like, I know this is a pain in the ass. I get this. And I know this is stressful and that's really sucks. And you have every right to feel like that, you know, because they just have so many people just trying to tell them what to do, um, and to kind of get in there and be their, their guide in sort of a buddy sense, you mm-hmm. know, give them a lot of validation. That's really exciting to me. Thank yeah. you for putting forth that type of work for the youth. Yeah. I'm I love curious. when you say youth. It reminds me of our dad when he says he say youth. youth. Youths. <laughs> there's this, there's on 30 Rock. Did you guys ever watch 30 Rock? Oh, but I, I did. I'm well aware. <laughs> Tina Fey would like, she would see like young kids and she'd like run across the street and she'd go, youths. Like terrified. <laughs> love her. My fiance and I do that all the time now. When we see kids, we're like, youths. Youths, there's youths. <laughs> Parker, what does it look, what's your future look like? I mean, you sound busy. I, we've got an idea of what's going on, but besides the professional stuff, like school and of course getting married, any plans to travel or anything living adventure wise that you're going to also add on to this list of things you're going to do? Yeah. My fiance and I travel like crazy. We've been to like Japan, Cuba, Switzerland, France, like you name it, we've, we've been, um, so we're trying to expand that all the time whenever possible. Uh, and then, I've been kind of really enjoying making my life a little smaller recently. And by that, I mean, finding more intrinsically motivating things and finding the joy in simpler things like cooking and nature and, you know, less of the less, less social media and more real life. Yeah. Yeah. Connecting. And, and it's a shame because I really do think that social media can be unbelievable. Same. It can also be an oasis. If you follow a bunch of like good news accounts and sure. all that stuff, like that's, that's incredible. That can really improve your mood. Um, but as far as me posting all the time and you're like, what do you guys think of this and this? And that? like, I'm, I'm, I just, I just want to be so self-sufficient at this point in my life. Um, and yeah, just just kind of streamline a little bit more, if that makes sense. It does. I yeah. love it. Before we wrap up, where's your favorite place you've ever been? So cliche, but I would probably say Paris. That's not cliche. I'm dying to go. It's just the best. You should go. If you listen, if you go off peak from what's off peak? Off peak no, not like in fall? the summer or not okay. in spring. Yeah. If you go in fall or like really early winter from Chicago, even you could probably get round trip tickets for if you're looking at like a website like Skyscanner, which tells you when the cheapest tickets are, you could probably yeah. get them for like four fifty round trip to London. Love it. Just so you know, I'm going with you. For your yeah, birthday. and then you just pop over to Paris on the train. That's like 120 bucks or something. Love it. Oh, yeah. you can do it for people think it costs thousands of dollars to to get over there, but you can do it kind of on the cheap get bargains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you and your fiance Austin is his name, right? Yeah. When you guys, if you have not yet made it your way over, check out Tasmania. That's probably my favorite place. Have you been? No. Oh, girl, it is awesome. I haven't traveled as advanced as you based on the places you kind of just tossed out there, but that was, you've got a pretty deep 
yeah, I haven't done list. enough of Europe, but or even Asia and whatnot. But Tasmania is hands down was just so it was wild. It's like being in Jurassic Park, but with furry little animals and the most breathtaking views. Real cool. And it sounds okay. like you like to hike. There's great hiking as well. I love doing everything. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep, okay, yep. yeah. And if you're looking for that. If you're looking for that quintessential uh, Midwest uh, inner lake trip, I got Diamond I got lake, you covered. Diamond I got lake you covered. In Michigan. I'll take you to an island in Michigan. I love it. I love it. I love your <laughs> accents too, guys. I love it. it makes do you? Do you? I'm so really self-conscious do. of it. Please I really. Be. It's so beautiful. It's so. Thank you. Oh, I just love it. Like I don't. Know, so I thought we talked. I thought we all talked the same. No, she's <laughs> she has such a sweet kind of a southern <laughs> accent. There's like a little what bit. Do we, wait, what do we sound like? You just sound like you're from Chicago. We sound like super fans at Bears games. <laughs> That's what we sound like. Okay. That's <laughs> All we need is a big, thick mustache and like a sausage and a dozen donuts. <laughs> oh, Parker, thank you for the compliment. That was a great yeah. way to end Yes, this. yes. I just love, I love, I'm from Pittsburgh originally and you know, Pittsburgh's kind of close-ish. It's in the same Midwestern sort of region. Mm-hmm. And I just love that warmth there. And it just reminds me of home. And yeah, I just, I knew I'd connect with you guys immediately because mm-hmm. I love, I love Chicagoans so much. Yeah. Parker, thank you so much for joining Truly. us. And I know it's funny because like we've never met before, but we had this opportunity to chat with you. And as we have talked to other people with um, in similar situations, it sucks that we have this commonality um, and this loss but we are so grateful yeah. that you are willing to share your experience and not just that, but we get to know you as a person and we can't wait to hang out with you. In for person sure. Monday. I'm really excited. I'm going to reach out for sure. As cozy lifestyle bloggers, we have an affinity for good lighting. Over oh, crying out loud, Michelle, we were raised in the dark. We have an affinity for good lighting because we couldn't see growing up. This is true. Our mom liked it real dim. I think what you're trying to say is if you too have an affinity for great lighting or don't know much about it and can use some expertise, well, we have just the place for you. Horton's Home Lighting. Between Horton's premier lighting showroom and team of lighting specialists, your lighting woes will never go unanswered again. Every square inch of ceiling and walls are covered with twinkling light fixtures as well as ceiling fans of every style and design. The store alone is a destination worth visiting. Oh, but sister, Horton's is so much more than incredible lighting. Horton's also features a full ACE hardware with the most helpful and knowledgeable of employees, as well as indoor and outdoor seasonal decor, patio furniture, and so much more. Yeah, like items like the solo stove, uni pizza ovens, tabletop heaters, everything your Midwestern heart desires. Horton's offers Chicagoland's largest in-stock selection of home lighting with locations in LaGrange and Orland Park. Visit any of their showrooms and you will see that Horton's isn't just another lighting store, it's a true destination. Yeah, you know, walking into Horton's is kind of like walking into home. For more information on Horton's, head to www.hortonshome.com. When shopping on hortonshome.com or while in-store, use our code SISTERS for $50 off of any purchase of $250 or more. That's SISTERS, S-I-S-T-E-R-S, for $50 off of any purchase of $250 or more. Thank you for joining us for today's cozy conversation. For more of The Sister Project, check us out on Instagram at The Sister Project and our website, www.thesisterprojectblog.com. 